evening. The topic of this evening's Dharma talk is meditation and mindfulness. <laughs> meditation and mindfulness. Henry Ford, the founder of a Ford Motor Company, and he said, A person who works only works but does not take a rest. It's like a vehicle with no brakes. So that the person is very dangerous. A person who takes a great rest but not does not work. It's like a vehicle with no motor so that the person is useless. That's right, right? To whom do you belong? <laughs> Dangerous. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> You've come to be a safe and useful person. <laughs> and we want to drive a safe and powerful bio machine and human. Right? If we have a very strong and safety guaranteed car, then we can go to the Grand Canyon and Colorado Valley, the Amazon jungle, and Rocky Mountains on the top of the 16,000 feet. No problem at all. Like that. If we have a strong and safe bio-machine, then we can explore a deeper and higher and richer dimensions of human potentials. Right. There, are, there are layers after layers, dimensions of human potentials. In order to experience that, we need safe and powerful bio-machine. For this safety and power energy, meditation and mindfulness are essential. Because meditation is a practice to check up our mental breaks. by stopping thinking. Not processing the information from the outer world. <laughs> Can you do that? <laughs> Not processing the information from the outer world. There are always color, form, sound, smell, touch, taste, 
ideas are going on out there, but I don't process it. That's meditation. And taking refuge in silence, creating mental vacuum, and simply remaining autonomous. Doing one's own system checking. <laughs> That's meditation. <laughs> That's meditation. And mindfulness is a way to use our mental power when we are actively involved with processing the sixth sense object. We are working. So, Great Master Sotesan defined meditation is a desirable inner state at rest. Desirable inner state at rest. And mindfulness is desirable mental working state in motion. Desirable mental working, working state in motion. Why is it so important and essential to learn these two practices of meditation and mindfulness? Let us measure a day. We all have 24 hours a day, right? 24 hours can be divided into the three time sets. One is work time. Two is break time. And three is what? Sleep time. Yes. Here work means it doesn't mean job. <laughs> Whether you have a job or not, it doesn't matter. Work means we use six sense organs to process the information of a six sense object, right? Everybody works, right? When we are awake, we simply work. Whether you are a farmer, professor, and doctor, whatever your, your job is, it doesn't matter. Just we work using six sense organs. That's work, work time. Then we need break time and sleep. That's all. That's all we do every day, everybody. Then how should we study in these three, three time set? In break time, at rest. Stop thinking. Unplug your mental electricity. <laughs> Drop the socially constructed personality. Personality came from persona, means mask. Right? We are always wearing mask in our 
rook time. Mask means it is not real, right? That is not real you. So we need to wear off, take off the mask. So at rest, we become nothing. We become nobody. We are nowhere. And we are in no time. Because we came from the nobody. We came from nowhere. No time. So meditation is to come back to our spiritual home. We need to cultivate this art. Don't be afraid of it. Even though you haven't had this experience, you will be okay. You will be safe. And in work time, in motion, you know, our society is always ask us to be somebody. Right? Our society asks us to be somebody with a certain personality. And we choose our own way to work with others. We cannot avoid. From the time immemorable, we have created our society. Right? And society wants us to be a somebody. And we need to, add, we need to consider others. Considering others means to think and discriminating this from that. Good from bad, benefit from harm. We cannot avoid that. So that is why our mind is in motion, ought to be very highly awake, alert, and aware. So very concentrated, focused attention is necessary. Because according to the enlightened ones, mindfulness in motion is the most energy efficient mode, energy saving mode of using our mental power. They are so intelligent. <laughs> they discovered how efficiently we can use our mental power. That's mindfulness. Because our mental energy is limited. This is not unlimited resource. It's a limited resource. So we need to use mental energy sparingly. Sparingly. We shouldn't wait until our mental battery is completely out. It's too late. So by studying Buddhism, we have to learn and practice how to be mindful. 
to have a safe and powerful human biomachine. And third in sleep time, when you sleep, just sleep. <laughs> it's, it's not easy to find people who have a good sleep, good quality of a sleep. People forgot how to have a good sleep. Even 70 and 80 years old don't know. It's basic. It's a basic and fundamentals of life. Even insects have a good sleep. <laughs> <laughs> They never complain. <laughs> Every night, I say to myself when I go to bed, this is the last moment of my life. and say goodbye to myself. Because there is no guarantee that tomorrow morning I will awake, I'll be awake. <laughs> so to make sure, <laughs> I say, just in case, goodbye. <laughs> so for me, you know, sleep is unconscious, Meditation. Sleep is unconscious meditation. Meditation is conscious sleeping. Right? Conscious sleeping. And sleeping is unconscious meditation. So throughout the day, in wake time, mindful. At rest, be nobody, and in sleep, unconscious meditation. That's all we should do. This is life. Life is so simple. Don't think life is so complicated. It's just basics. Work, rest, sleep, and repeat. whole life. <laughs> Those who understand the nature of life know very well when to work, when to rest, when to sleep. But, but those who don't know, they take a rest when they need to work. They eat when they need to take a rest. Misunderstanding and misregulation. What we need to know is we are simply managers of our being. We are managers of our being. The deed of the ownership of our, of our being is in the name of nature, not in the name of our name. We are simply managers. So we have to learn how to manage this being. How deeply do you understand the 
principle of your being. Let us reflect the, our contemporary life. The causes of most of the problems of contemporary lives from these three. Work problem, rest problem, sleep problem. One day, a gentleman stopped by our temple and asked to see me. He was a very smart, intelligent, and creative person, and he's a professor. And he told me, Reverend, my brain doesn't seem to stop day and night. I have even lucid dreams. I have to take sleeping pills every night. I have so many sleep deaths and feel a chronic fatigue. Any spiritual guidance for me? This is not unusual. Many contemporary uh, people, their nervous system is in disorder or contracted from the competition and tension, an entangled thought and unreserved emotions and obsession. Which makes me very so sad. We have to stop this because human body is neither a stone nor iron. It's highly sensitive delicate and organic electrochemical biomachine. It can thrive only in the flow and harmony of the emotional stability, mental clarity, good nutrition, and physical flexibility. In order to be a good manager of our being, we have to be concerned about our emotional stability, mental clarity, good nutrition, and physical flexibility. Otherwise, we become patient. We seek. But however, extremely competitive contemporary society have made us victims of the anxiety disorder. Who can say free from the anxiety disorder, more or less. Our time is in desperate need of the peace of mind. Let me introduce a famous Buddhist case study of anxiety disorder. <laughs> in Zen Buddhism, in Chinese Chan, in Korean Sun Buddhism. This is a dialogue between uh, master and disciple. 
the Bodhidharma, the first patriarch of Chan Buddhism, and second patriarch of Chan Buddhism, Huigu. This story is more than uh, 1,000 years ago. Disciple said, Master, my mind is so anxious. Please, give me the peace of mind. Okay. Bring me your anxious mind first. Then, I will give you the peace of mind. I have tried, but I cannot find it. The master said, if you could not find it, how can it be your mind? I already gave you the peace of mind. This is the end of the dialogue. And the disciple got the peace of mind. Did he get peace of mind from the master? <laughs> Here it is, peace of mind. <laughs> that way. <laughs> you know, spiritual healing took place in that dialogue how it worked. The moment that Huiku realized that he cannot find the anxious mind, he was awakened to the truth that there was nothing real to be anxious about. So, psychosomatic symptoms, he says anxiety. I call ghost feelings. <laughs> ghost feelings. One are simply not there. Because it is illusion, unreal. So the sword, very sharp sword, diamond sword, of the light of wisdom beautifully worked, cutting off the illusion of his disciple. The enlightened monk Bodhidharma, he realized that the cause of the problem of his disciple was a thought he was caught in. <laughs> what does Bodhidharma's spiritual prescription? The master helped his disciple to turn his attention from the external thought to the innermost nature by asking him, bring your anxious mind. If I ask you, bring your anxious mind, then you have to find it. So you have to turn your attention from the outer world to inner world. 
simply he asked him to make a U-turn. Come back. Very simple prescription. And spiritual healing was done. Wisdom is strong like that, like a lightning. In a second, the disciple was healed. He, he doesn't have to be deceived by the illusion anymore. That's the wisdom. That's the insight. We say that is the diamond sword of wisdom. Most of the suffering and sicknesses of the sentient beings come from burning brain. Our brain is always burning with the thought, entangled emotions, deluded thoughts, obsessions, and tension. It's always burning. Anxiety disorder too. So. We have to be de determined to practice to be nobody. Drop the identity and your personality when you are at rest. Be nowhere, nobody, do nothing, be nothing, in no time. That is essential art to survive and to thrive as a human biomachine. Otherwise, it would be crazy. Right? Be crazy. It's easy to be crazy. Easiest thing, right? But also, we need to cultivate mindfulness in motion. Because we cannot avoid work time. Because we are physical beings. <laughs> we have to feed us. <laughs> we need interactions. So we need to work. You are working right now. You are listening, right? You are listening my talk. So you have to process the information to get the meaning of the message from my talk. And you have to watch me. So you are using your eyes, ears, <laughs> and moving. You are working. It is, it means that you are now doing highly demanding mental work. You, did not, you, you do not simply open your ears. Your brains are so busy, the processing, the informations. You are working. Are you mindful? Mindful? Yes. Mindful? Yes. Yeah. Good. Perfect. So you have to invest your mental energy into the message. Otherwise, you will not get any point, even though you are here. This is the moment you need to be mindful. 
not to be nobody. <laughs> and I'm also working. My job, my work is more demanding than you. <laughs> I need to be more mindful than you. Because in order to deliver the Dharma talk, I have to invite the memory of my past experiences and lessons I learned from them, my ideas, insights, and associate them together and integrate them all into the meaningful context. And I have to create my expressions to deliver appropriately the core of my message. And also I need to check whether what I'm talking is too easy or too difficult for you. you know, my job is so demanding. <laughs> if I'm not mindful, then what can happen? <laughs> this is the moment we need to be mindful. We should be present here. This is the practice. And also, I have to use English, <laughs> which I'm very afraid of. <laughs> so this is the moment to push, not the brake, but the accelerator pedal. Because we are now in motion. After tonight's talk, I will have more time to be nobody. Because I used my mental energy so much all at once. That's why I want to go back to my nowhere state. Nothing state, nobody state. Because I acted as a somebody. I have to free myself from somebody mode to nobody mode. And tomorrow I'll be to somebody again. And tonight's good sleep will help me too with the unconscious meditation. So every day, everybody works. And when you practice the meditation at rest and the mindfulness in motion steadily for a long period of time, then your mental state will always be stable with a balance and harmony, equilibrium. Wouldn't that be cool? Practice meditation at rest and mindfulness in motion and good sleep, which is unconscious meditation, steadily. Every day, five minutes, okay, but every day, not once a month. Every day, five minutes, it's good. Steadily, for a long period of time, then your mental state will always be stable, harmony and balance 
equilibrium. You can keep this inner balance while actualizing highly concentrated attention. It means that useful and safe. Safe and useful and powerful. Human life is very unique and very rare opportunity. So we have to live very powerfully and safely, not burning our brains. Nobody wants to break down our brains. We should be very intelligent in terms of using our mental energies. Then we can become whole brainers and Buddha brainers. Buddha's brain is wholesomely, wholesomely developed brain. The purpose of a human life is to grow. We are now physically adult, right? Are you emotionally adult? Mentally adult? Spiritually adult? No. We need to mature more emotionally. We need to mature more intelligently. And we need to grow spiritually. We are not yet in adulthood. Right? We need to grow. Parents always say to their children, you have to grow. <laughs> you have to grow. We have to grow too. Right? Long way to go. To be fully developed human being. So please determined to master these arts of how to be. How to be. Buddhism teaches the arts how to be. But our society always try to teach what to do. Don't be deceived by the society. You have to master these skills of how to be first. And do whatever. And finally, you will attain the state being in doing. Doing in being. Being in doing. Doing in being. Thank you.